1: Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Supernatural Station. I'm your host, Roman Daniels, and joined again with me is my twin brother, Jaron Daniels. Hey, what's up, you guys? I got a fake crystal glass with some rye up in it. I'm ready to talk about some awesome subjects here with you guys. So we've covered things like aliens. We've talked about ghosts and other paranormal entities. We've talked about reptilians under Salt Lake City. Today we're going to switch up. We talked about Bigfoot, right? Oh, yeah. Today we're going to switch it up, and we're going to go a little bit smaller. What are we going to be talking about? We're talking super small, like micro small. Well, not really micro small. Like think about a quarter size or maybe a was a 50 cent piece. I used to love those, by the way. Fairies, how Fairies, about that? The fae. Yep, we're going to be talking about that. And and the thing is, is that the the, the fairy creatures, depending on where you where the tales come from, uh, differ so much. And that's the thing. I was reading a little bit about them, and it's like you know, if it comes from Europe, they're the creatures of the woods that you similar to Bigfoot in a way, where it's like the what Native Americans say, where they say like you know, Bigfoots will lure you into the woods, and you don't want to go because they'll take you, and then you'll never return. That's you know? what they say about the fae? They do. Europe? Yeah, that's what they say in Europe. It's the same kind of. So the fairy creatures are weird to me because I don't know if it's actually like a physical being, if it's a spiritual being, if it's all connected to stuff like Bigfoot, what we have here in North America and around the world. So it's really interesting. But yeah, we're going to dive into the whole legend and lore and just kind of just maybe tell a few stories. My brother here, Jaron, actually has a few stories with something that we actually believe may be fairy creatures. And he it happened to him two times, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I want to get into that uh, here in a little bit. But the thing is, is like, I, feel, <clears throat> I kind of feel strange talking about it a little bit because it was such a strange occurrence that I just don't know how to describe it other than the experience itself. And it just doesn't make sense. Like, there's nothing in this world that looks like that to me. So whatever I witnessed, which is weird that I've seen it twice now, is just strange. It's yeah. just so strange. Yeah, and you saw it in the same... Uh, general area, like so, maybe what, like five miles, not even five, right? I mean, yeah, it's pretty a, much with the same spot. Yeah. Midvale, Utah area, you know, vicinity of about 0.5 miles or something, or Right, maybe one mile from it, from each other. So. Right. And the thing about the fairy creatures, like, so when you start doing research about fairies, the weird thing about fairies is they, they're sort of a, a global phenomenon. Like there's, you know, there's Greek mythology that has their own version of a fairy. There's the European versions, you know, and stuff. And basically it's almost like they're these. Beings that live within the wilderness, within the you know the wild woods, and they're almost like the the keepers of the woods. And if you, um, they'll they'll trick you. They're like tricksters. Like gnomes are almost like that too. You know, Mm -hmm. tricksters where it's like sometimes they're really friendly, sometimes they're violent, sometimes they're aggressive, um, and other times they're just like helpful beings. You know, helpful spirits type thing to kind of like if you're stuck or you're trapped or you're maybe lost, they'll they'll help you on your way, or they'll just totally like labyrinth style like say hey go this way, but it's the wrong way. You know, or they'll just take your I've heard that there's like a lot of theft going on with those little little people gnomes and these fairies You know a lot of those types of things something goes missing in their campsite or whatever it might be So you know what it might be though That's crazy to think about is the fairies and the fae and all these mythological creatures that could be real And my guess and my estimation right now seems to be real based on what we've heard and stories and you know whatnot. they're like the type of creatures that are like those I just attribute them to those real estate people that put those signs out at the end of the freeway that say you can make 150k in your first year if you work with me under training and guidance. That's like what leprechauns do. You could come follow me, and there's a pot of gold at the end, or the fairy. Follow me with the shiny, you know, we got glimmers and glistening, and come into the forest, and we'll take everything you have. Like, but the thing is, is like, I don't know. That um, it makes me wonder. Like the, these kind of stories, it's like they may just be legends. They may be based on real stuff, but it's just like, it, it, I feel like all these cultures have these types of stories to like try to warn people to stay away from the unknown. You know what I mean? It's like, or, or or risky situations, like stay away from risky situations or careless situations. But I do think that I really do think that these things are based in some reality of some sort. And I do think that, you know, you look at Middle Eastern culture, you look at European culture, you look at, you know, Greek, like I said, all around the world, they have stories of these small beings that will lure you into the woods and they're keepers of the woods. And um, a lot of times they're described very similar where they have wings and they fly and they have these magic abilities and stuff so it's weird that all these cultures from different parts of the world have those similar stories that must be based in reality somehow because they don't even communicate with each other back in those days but at the same time it's also a warning just like maybe to your kids kind of like with Krampus you know we're around Christmas time right now Krampus Santa Claus it's like I'm using it with my son right now you know I'm, I'm like hey Santa's watching you know like be careful Santa's watching like you gotta act really good or else you're not gonna get presents you know It's that sort of same thing. Like, don't wander in the woods by yourself or else you'll end up in in some trouble. Exactly. And this is the thing. What I think about this is like, yeah, it could be false. It could be stories to tell or help kids, you know behave or people behave or whatever it might be but there's always some like truth to it there's like video evidence picture evidence that people somehow capture and it's like unexplainable like what i saw it's unexplainable i don't know what that is what what was the guy that you were just sharing with me the the uh the professor or whatever he was What, what was that guy's name john hyatt okay he was a professor of art and intellectual technology with a Really prestigious Manchester University of some sort, and this yeah, was in... 50 years of, of research or something, or 50 years of career. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing about him is he's just a really smart guy. I mean, he was 53 when he witnessed what he witnessed, and he was in I think it was Lancaster. England or something yeah. along those lines and the Rosendell location of Britain in this specific area where he saw or witnessed these little fairy creatures and he's one of those guys that wasn't seeking it from what I can tell he wasn't like out there looking for these things he was just out he's an avid photographer that really likes taking pictures of wilderness and things like that on his off time and he came across this Rosendale location um, which is a mountainous area with some you know nice foresty locations and took these really awesome photos like we're looking at them right looking at them right now i've got them pulled up and it's just amazing you're looking at them and you know the first glance like the skeptic would say oh that's just a bug you know that's just a flying bug of some sort you know like a mosquito or something but then uh, you're sitting there looking at them and i'm looking at them closely and they really do have human form like they have um you know the 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 clear as day, two legs, two arms, and a head, and then you've got these wings, and it's pretty amazing. There's no bug out there that has that. I mean, maybe a wasp, but you can tell that this is not a wasp. Yeah. You know? And the wasps have those huge hanging legs in the back, and this is just... This is totally something else, and it's pretty – it's actually – I'm looking at this. I'm kind of mind Well, blind. we're, like, staring at it, both of us, more and more, and the more we stare at it, the more it gives us a headache because there's only a few of them that maybe look like bugs from a certain angle, like maybe two or three here. Yeah. But the rest of them have, like, full arms, full legs, like, full-on heads. I mean well, – Well, and in this particular picture, which you guys will have to pull up, we're looking at um, Manchester uh, – what's it called? Manchester Evening ManchesterEveningNews.co.uk. If you kind of search that, you should be able to look it up. But um, basically, yeah, you're at There's this one image where there's these two that look almost like they're kind of playing, you know? They're kind of, like, intertangled. They're, like, they're just, frolicking it's around. It's almost like, yeah, like they're, like, dancing in the sky, you know? It's mm-hmm. pretty interesting, and that's sort of romanticized, you know? Reminds me of, like, the Disney fairy stuff. But, but yeah, who knows? Like these are, I don't know. I I wouldn't know how to explain this if, you know, I'm, I'm no scientist. I'm no like professional or anything with this kind of stuff or expert, but these, these are pretty compelling photos. And I would love to have someone like Thinker Thunker. You guys should look up Thinker Thunker on YouTube. He, he, he's a very, he analyzes videos and pictures and he's very good at it. He, he, he can kind of look at what I forget how he calls it but he'll look at a photo and he can tell what the like the fingerprint of the photo is and he can tell if it's photoshopped like he can see if like foreground images would be the same color as what the background would be and things like that and he really analyzes that and i would love to see his opinion on the on these particular photos. Yeah, he like there. layers and deep layers and looks at brightness and saturation and all that stuff. And he really delves into it. I mean, th- there's so many cool ones he does with the bigfoot stuff that yeah. you should look up first because I think he definitely he's, dives into bigfoot pretty heavily for sure. Yeah. I think he's really into bigfoot, like myself. That's my definitely my favorite subject just because of all the aspects of it, but. I mean, with these fairies, it's it's weird too because if you look at these fairies on this picture again, and you can just look up just look up John Hyatt fairy pictures, yeah, just and you'll Google see that or it's duck, duck, duck Go, and you should be able to find it. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, if you look at these pictures, there's some up close ones that look straight up like a person with like little antennas and wings, and it looks really cool, and it's bright. So I don't know if he was using a, a flash with the photo or if they're just like lit up, kind of like how uh, these lightning bugs and stuff are, uh, back East. So right. definitely really cool. And you can see some leaves in the back to kind of reference size and stuff. So they're definitely pretty small. They're pretty small, like a, a little bit bigger than a mosquito maybe or something, you know, yeah, pretty dang small, but you know, but and that, and that's just one representation of what a fairy is. Right. And I feel like a lot of the fairies are described more like, um, like little gnomes, like little goblin, you know, type creatures, something that is, Definitely bigger than what we're describing in these photos that we're seeing in these photos with John Hyatt. So I just don't know. I don't know if they're all the same creature, if they're all different, if they're several different types of fae or fairy creatures. But yeah, these are compelling photos. I think that you should definitely hop on the web as soon as you can and take a look at these. Well, let me go ahead and read this story um, so I can explain kind of what John Hyatt was going through and just to kind of get his experience and and the I guess picture in your head of what he was going through. This gentleman was 20 er, 53 years old, and it was 2014 when he caught this epic result. So Hyatt engaged in a practice of how the, to photograph fast-moving things. Hyatt, in a mixture of success and accident, made some digital photographs of what appeared to be small winged humanoid figures flying in the evening sunlight, which explains the brightness on their bodies. Hyatt, at the time, was supporting a local museum to stay open and generate income and attention. Therefore, he constructed an exhibition of these photographs. He framed their reception with a press release, which placed the work in the context of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and the Cottingley Fairies, is what he called them. Wow. Hyatt used his professorial title for the first time in an exhibition context to add gravitas, gained local and national and then global attention, So Professor John Hyatt, a lecturer on art research at Manchester Metropolitan University, claims that he's proven the existence of fairies in real life with photographs. Hyatt asserted that his photos, in which small winged beings that look like insects can be seen, prove that these magical creatures do exist in the Rosendale Valley in Lancashire County, England. As the director of the Manchester Institute of Research and Innovation in Art and Design, which is probably a pretty highly paid job. I'm just throwing my ad lib in here. Yep. I mean, think about this. If you're a highly anticipated innovation, art, and design research person, you're making good money and you don't want to be ridiculed for something like this. Right. And he's 53, so he's really close to retirement. Like, I mean you don't want to or not really close rather it's going to take him a while to get to retirement so you're not going to want to say this yet if you're at like 70 or 65 well, maybe we'll talk about it but yeah he's got a lot of time to still provide for himself you know so i know police and stuff tend to like give up the beans once they're out of the position they'll say oh yeah bigfoot does exist i've seen him multiple times or whatever it might be right same kind of thing yeah here. but this guy's saying it while he has a career exactly which is more interesting yeah, yeah. So it says, the professor has been taking pictures around the Lancashire area for around two years and was blown away by this discovery. He told the Manchester Evening News, it was a bit of a shock when I blew them up. I did a double take. I went out afterward and took pictures of flies and gnats. And they just don't look the same. People can decide for themselves what they are. The message to people is to approach them with an open mind. Let the world decide for itself. It isn't my job as an artist to prove anything and to open people's eyes to the wonders through which they walk every day. He shared according to the mirror that did the interview with him. Wow, that's crazy. You know, I think, Um. If, by the way, uh, the listeners that are listening to this, if you know any more about this than we do, you know, if there's some debunk that happened or something, you know, Please, um, you you can find us on Facebook. We're at Supernatural Station Podcast on Facebook. We're there on on Instagram and some of those platforms. You can email us at supernaturalstation5 at gmail.com. Definitely give us the kind of the lowdown if if there's something we're missing, because this is pretty interesting stuff. I like that he went back and he's like, I'm going to take pictures of some flies and some gnats and stuff and just kind of compare because that, I mean, if you're, You know, if you're somebody who's just looking at it and you're trying to like say, this has got to be hocus pocus, you know, you're going to look at those photos and be like, okay, those are just gnats. They're just mosquitoes. You know, my first thought is mosquitoes at first, you know, but then you look at them closer and you're like, wow, there's very a humanoid figure going on there with some wings. So Mm -hmm. um, I like that he, uh, an intellectual, you know, a guy who's very educated and stuff is a credible person, right, overall. Going um, out on a limb. Right. Yeah, and saying that this is very interesting what I caught, and they are. I mean, the pictures are, you can't argue with the pictures, you know, unless they're faked. Yeah, and I'm. Gonna, he said this too, he's like, I think it's one of those situations where you need to believe what you see. A lot of people who've been, who've seen them say that it brought a lot of bit of magic into their lives, and there's not enough of that around. And I believe him. I know that was a horrible accent. That but was I'm a great right. accent. But he's basically saying, like, you know, there isn't enough magic out there, and when he saw this, he even says... I take pictures of everything now, because I don't know what I'm going to catch. I'm glad you said that, because when I was doing research for this show, I was reading about some of the folklore and stuff, and one of the important key factors of seeing a fairy, right, and and you're one of the people that, that we suspect may have seen some kind of fairy creature, Jaren, right, and so one of the things that is very a common belief with a lot of these old cultures, these ancient cultures, is that when you see something like a fairy or a fey creature, it's supposed to be a... Significant time in your life, whether that means a change in your life, like a like new job, you know, divorce, marriage, baby, you know, a significant change is coming or is upon you at that moment, and it's kind of like a harbinger of either doom or glory, or you know, something positive or negative may be coming, and that's when they show themselves. So some kind of think plo- about that, positive or negative. Exactly, sure. think about that for your two experiences think about that and we never talked about this off air or anything about if you were going through something at that time that may have been significant and I don't know if you were you may have I feel like that time was definitely a very monotonous time in my life it was like I was just going through the motions and so maybe there was like a it was an electric shock wake up call like hey Let's get going. Shock you to life. Stop just okay, stop do doing the day-to-day, you know, making keys, shaking hands, saying hi to people, whatever. Like, the basic stuff I was doing every day. And let's just let's shake it up. And that's what happened. Same with my Bigfoot sighting. It was an... Let's just shake them up. Let's rattle them up. And I'm glad you brought that up because there's a lot of... When I was reading about this and when I was doing some research, a lot of the... Um, correlation between that what you said you know seeing Bigfoot during a a crucial change in your life or a crucial need to be changed in your life something is too monotonous something's too simple you know and a lot of people will see these mystical creatures you know we don't know whether they're actually physical or not they could just be magical when he said what he said that uh, John Hyatt guy how he said it was a magical you know and that we need more magic Experience. in our lives and stuff that yeah. was pretty amazing you know um that's very common among people that uh like when people see uh, Bigfoot and, and other like sort of cryptid type creatures especially ones they attribute to being fae or fairies you know they always sort of say that that they had this kind of vibe you know this like how he is like oh I want to start taking photos now a lot more often you know it makes me wonder if Disney capitalized on this because whoever was writing Disney stories like maybe saw some real things because think about this they're capitalizing on this cuz if if it's a magical experience, they're going to want to put this magical experience in these stories. That's Disney's right? whole thing too, like bring magic into and, your and life, And more you know? kids it's so nostalgic to watch like Peter Pan the cartoon or to watch Bambi or whatever. Like there's these myth- mythical creatures in these things, Genie, right, from Aladdin. Right. It's like you love it. You when you watch it, you there's a feeling of warmth and excitement and joy and different than just normal lifestyle, you know. Yes. And so, who knows? As much as I feel like Disney can be corrupt and have their issues, there was some cool stuff back in the day that they really capitalized, I feel like. And they always have mythical creatures, you know? Just think of, like, you know, the Peter Pan thing. It says it's, like, all you need is a happy thought, you know? And you need a little fairy dust. You can have the happy thought. You're not going to fly. You need that little bit of fairy dust in order to take off and fly. I wonder if fairy dust meant, like, a little bit of trust, Like, fairy dust, trust. Like, if you just have a happy thought and some trust, you can do it. Okay, you know what's weird about that? That brings me back to our last, our episode 15 with Raven you know, when we interviewed him and he was talking about the, um, experience. Go back and listen to our episode 15. It was a Raven's encounter spelled like Rafin It's a kind of interesting spelling, but he, um, he, he goes out and he's invited by these weird beings that are outside of his window to go fly with him. And he's a little kid. And that reminds me of the, the fairy Peter Pan thing a little bit. Mm-hmm. And if you remember in that story, he starts to fall and he, because he gets scared, he realizes he's so far up and he starts to fall. And the alien creature whatever it was the being says hey is that fear is that fear we can't do that no fear right and uh that's what that reminds me of it's the trust it's the you know you Which got is... to believe in it to to make it happen another layer to that now that you yeah, said this this is blowing me away because i'm having this mind boggle now because you know being christian loving jesus and all this stuff i i think about the story in the bible where it talks about how peter was they were in the in the waves and it was a really stormy moment and they saw jesus walking on water right He's walking on water. And so, <laughs> tombstone <no> reference. <laughs> yeah. And so he jumps out of the boat, and he's trusting in Jesus, and he's walking towards him, and he's walking on water. He's the only other person besides Jesus to walk on water. Isn't that crazy? Right, right. But Because yet he's, he's in full belief mode at that point. Full he's trust, like, full belief. Right. But yet he looks down, he sees the waves, he gets nervous, he starts drowning. And Jesus says the same thing to him that that alien creature said. Just, like, have hey, we faith. We can't do fear, like, no faith. Yeah, have faith. Trust. Here's the thing i a lot of this stuff that we don't understand, the stuff that we're diving into in this podcast, you know the supernatural stuff it's like we don't have an understanding it's supernatural it's not natural to us that's why we're doing this this type of show that's why it's interesting to us you know it, it a lot of it, it the more you do this, the more questions you have, but also the more um, a lot of it starts to sort of tie together it's almost like there's some kind of connection between a lot of these things that's really interesting and and if really you're not is. asking just us, ask Jim Harold ask oh yeah, ask Brent. Uh, over at Brent Thomas at From Paranormal, Paranormal Portal. Portal. Ask, um, ask uh, who Tony else? Merkel. Tony Merkle. Ask Wes Germer. Hey, same time. Ask all these guys, right? Twins. Right. Um, but ask all these guys. They say the same thing we're saying right now. Ask Belief Hall, our friends at Belief yeah. Hall. Vic these, Cundiv, all these Vic guys. Vic Cundiv, exactly. And the um, Bigfoot Tower in the Woods. Hey, all these guys. Those guys. Yeah, the brothers. They'll all say either... It's connecting in some way or it's giving us more questions, but it's always tying in in some way, it feels like, with every mythological creature, every story, every whatever. But Mm -hmm. as we do these research, as we do more shows, we're we're researching, we're reading, um, we're we're, we're learning things, uh, we're listening to um, accounts. It's just weird because the more you start taking note, you know, as you hear it, it's like, oh, I've heard that before. Where did I hear that? Oh, it was on Raven's show. That has nothing to do with fairies, but, you know, just like I said, you're taking these little check marks and notes, and you're like, that's interesting. And that's why I wonder... If all these different cultures have so many similar stories, it must all be connected in some way, shape, or form. Now, I'm not saying that I do believe personally, and I'm I'm starting to feel this way that Bigfoot is more of a flesh and blood. But I do think that there's something strange about them. But I think that there are creatures out there, like um, like fae, like we're talking about with the with the fairies, may not be flesh and blood. It may be more spiritual, like leprechauns, gnomes, those type of things. You know, the bugwuss. Who knows? Tom the buckwuss. Yeah, the the um, Tom Seawood. The a lot of Native American first uh, First Nations have little people stories, you know, stories of these little beings that are either covered in hair or they look more human, but they're very small and they hide and they're sort of a harbinger of doom or good fortune. But they all, it's funny because they all have it. And a lot of these cultures never talk to each other. That's what's interesting. They don't, know. they're in different continents half the time, different cultures. Why would two tribes want to communicate about the the stuff that's very Outlandish, right? They wouldn't. well, and especially when it's taboo to talk about the, these these things. When you talk to First Nations and Native American cultures, a lot of times you bring this up, and they don't want to talk about it. That's the it's like so. It's almost like um, we've talked about this before. These like you start talking about it, it brings it on. It it brings on the the negativity. It invites it or it something. it invites it, right? It's very and it's so, the reason I don't like to talk about demonic stuff because I live alone and I right. don't want to bring any of that around here. So I think you should tell your stories. I want to hear your. What what happened to you? I've I've heard it before personally, but I think the viewers need to hear it because it's it's. Um, if we could draw it, which we did have an artist draw it one time, and I wish we could. We'll, How about we we'll find it that and picture? Share it. We'll and we share. It. Yeah, we shared on the link. There was this really this. So we shared it on a Facebook page, and this artist, this uh, concept artist, drew it. He did a justice, man. He did a really a really good job. But. What my brother experienced is, I believe him 100%, I, I believe it looked physical to him, it was some kind of being, like creature being, some kind of animal, whatever it was, but it was, to a T, the same description both times, and yeah. it was in the same area. Yep. And how about we take a break really quick, and then I'll tell my story, but let me just give you a quick synopsis, or not a synopsis, but a, just a little featurette. It looked like a dang flying fish that was flesh, flesh-colored. How weird is that? I'm thinking Mario, Super Mario Bros. You remember those flying? Fish oh yeah, I hated those. Dodge those things. Yeah. All right, we'll be right All back. Right. Be right back. All right, so my story is crazy guys I mean I worked at Pinehurst Apartments it's in Midvale Utah and I was there for about six years this is my sixth probably my sixth year which was 2019 2020 um, last year I think it was 2019 when this one happened um, the first experience that I had and what it was was I was leaving work so it was after six o'clock p.m. it was was it I, summertime it was summertime, so it was like sunset. It wasn't like dark, dark and it wasn't bright either. It was There was a really nice sunset going on if I remember right. And I was leaving the office, locked everything up, the pool, people are using the pool and stuff. I'm walking around the corner and I'm walking towards my car and there's some parking lot with about five or six spots right there. And there's a little apple tree to the right of the sidewalk that I'm walking on. And as I'm walking on this little sidewalk towards my car, click, click, open my keys to get my car unlocked right. I'm walking down the little pathway there, and all of a sudden, I just see this. It's the weirdest thing, you guys. I don't know how to describe it, okay? But I, from the left of my eye, I had my head down, and I looked up, and there was this being. I don't know how to describe it. It was a flying fish, almost. It almost looked like a Hold skin. On. Hold on, wait, wait, uh-huh. wait. Did you hear anything? Was there like a, a flutter sound, or? Okay. No noise at all. Okay. That's the weird thing. That is weird. So there was no noise. I just saw a figure in the corner of my eye, you know, like the, the, what is it called? The side peripheral, peripheral yeah. Yeah. vision. Mm-hmm. And I looked up and I saw this like round headed fish looking body. Okay. So it's a flesh colored skin size. Like pinkish, peachish. It was like, yeah, peachish, tannish kind of color, color okay. with a round head. Did it look shiny like skin? A little you shiny. Know, like when skin is a little oily? Uh-huh. Skin, okay. So there was this thing flying about. I would say 7 feet, because I'm about 5'10", so it was about 7 feet in the air. And it had a round head that was about a quarter size, maybe a little bit smaller. So nothing coming off the head. Nothing no, coming no, off the no head. Feathers, Completely round. No, yeah, just round. Okay. And I almost couldn't even see features on the face, because it was such a weird... I couldn't tell what I'm looking at. So I didn't really look at, like, a face. I just saw a round figure on the front of the this being. And then there was, like, a second part of the body that was, like, the, I guess, the midsection of the body... Which was the reminded me of a fish because you see the round head and then like a, a elongated body, but there was no like arms really that okay. I could see. No arms or legs. Uh huh. Okay. I saw some legs potentially. Okay. But there was no arms. Okay. And I just saw these like kind of bowed out legs potentially. It was almost like a. Can you imagine like a massive wasp, but with skin, flesh, and Ew. shiny? How weird would that no. be? That's kind of what I saw. It was a rounded head, a midsection body. And then there was these two long black-looking tails, and I just saw it like fly past me. So it was a long tail that was probably like double the size of the body. and um, so the black was different color than the different color than the, the flesh. flesh part of it. Interesting. So it was like this flesh midsection and a flesh head, and then there was like the back of it was a big long tail that was probably like six to eight inches long. Wow. And then there was another tail right below it that was like three inches long, a little bit smaller. And they like different both, layers. Uh-huh. And they were both black, like black or dark, dark brown. And it flew directly in front of me and landed in that tree, I thought. Then I look in the tree and I can't see it anywhere. And I'm like so weirded out. I actually looked around at the apartments right in front of me and the apartments on the left of me. And I I looked around to see if anybody was around. Nobody was around. So you saw it flying and then you saw it like latch onto the tree? I I didn't see it latch on, but I just saw it fly towards the tree and then it just disappeared. So I'm like, it has to be in the tree. Yeah. So then I'm looking in this tree and I don't see it anywhere. I like literally like looked through the tree. I plunged through it with my eyes like and moved some brush around with my hands to see if I could see anything and there was nothing there. So wow. I really don't know what that was. And then you had another experience, right? So then I was at Wheeler Farm, which is a historic How many years farm. was this in the future? This was probably nine months later. Okay. So okay. really not too far yeah. off. Not even a year later. And the same area, right? Same area. That's literally like a mile away or less than a mile away. And 0.6 mile, I think is what it was. Because I, I used to go there for lunch every day. So con- synopsis here is I would... Go to so Pinehurst is where I worked. It was an apartment community. Then I would go pick up food at one of the you know fast food places nearby, or I'd bring food with me. Then I would drive to Wheeler Farm because it was just like a picturesque area where you could see the East Mountains. Well, and it was really relaxed. You do, you do my thing where it's like, hey, I need steps. So let's... let's. Especially if it's summer months or whatever. It's like, let's park. Let's walk and get some steps. Yeah. yeah. So In a beautiful area. Yeah. yeah. So I'd park and I'd walk around after I ate and see the landscape and stuff. Sometimes I'd just chill by my car. It just depends. Yeah. Listen to podcasts like we're doing here. And I pulled up to Wheeler Farm. I'm just chilling over there. It was legit... Legitly... I was... Actually, I was walking. So I parked my car on the side of the road and I was walking into Wheeler Farm and as I was walking into Wheeler Farm I saw this exact same thing from left to right on the sidewalk there was this same exact being but just a little bit smaller it was the exact same thing though it was Wait, way bigger than a watch how did it start did it like go from like left to right every left time. to right but like low to high or was it just flying in the air flying or? completely straight did it make sound no sound Oh, both times no sound Okay. so I was walking on the sidewalk and left to right I see this I always think of it as like a shiny fish with flesh skin. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. But then it looks like a person... If if I was to really delve into it, it could be like a round head with like a human body and like some tail or maybe it's like a broom that it's holding onto and flying. Because it's these black or brown tail looking things and it just flies from left to right. Maybe it's clothes. Yeah, maybe. Or Or like a cape or something. And it's a complete horizontal fly. It doesn't move up or down or anything. It's like... Completely straight. There was no movement. It was just like a simulation of stri- left to right. So you used to go ghost, ghost hunting with us. Did you get a feel of like that paranormal vibe, like where your back gets sore, or your knees get sore, or like no, nothing like that. Okay, that's what's weird. Is it Interesting. felt to me? It felt like it was a living thing, of like some flesh sort. and blood. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And did it look at you? Did it like did it like so? It landed on the tree, or what happened? So it's kind of weird because both times. It was, like, kind of nonchalant. That's why when I looked around to see if anybody else noticed it, I was like, does anybody see what I'm seeing? Because this thing isn't moving that fast. Both yeah. times it wasn't trying to, oh, I see somebody. I'm out of here, like, as fast as it could. It was kind of like, I'm just moseying across this sidewalk, and then I'll land where I need to land. And I kind of follow it, like, it's pretty slow. And then I see where it lands, but I don't really see where it lands. It's the weirdest thing, Yeah, and then it's gone. I can't so- find it. So did you just get this intuition to look up? Like, was it kind of like it felt like it was meant for you just to see? Something like that, because both times my head was down when I was walking, yeah, and I popped my head up right at the right moment, and it was literally within a a two feet or three feet distance from where I was looking. And it was right there, like at that six to seven foot marker where my eyes would be. So how big would you say these things are, if you could estimate? Bigger Bigger than a hummingbird. Oh, okay. But really close. Okay. So it's almost a hummingbird size. Not mosquito size like the Uh -uh. other guy. They're big. These are big. These are like small birds. That's why it scared me. I'm like, nobody's looking at this. What's going on here? It's like a bird size. Did it look like they had feathers or was it just like skin flesh? Like maybe clothes. Like I keep thinking, the reason I say clothes, the black thing is throwing me off. It feels like there's like some skirt or some pants or... Some kind of, like, cape. Something that's different colored that is hanging off of them. That's some kind of clothing. Which reminds me of fairies. Literally, it was skin tone color. Yeah. Shiny. Like, imagine when you get out of a hot tub and your chest is, like, shiny. Yeah. And it's wet looking. Okay. That's what the whole upper middle and head section looks like. And then there's just these two long pieces behind it that are black. Did you see And hair at all or anything? No. Almost no hair at all. And it almost... It's just the weirdest thing because it's like, okay, can I not just, like, pay attention to what's going on here? Is Can I not see definition? It's almost like it didn't give me enough vision to see what the definition it was. It gave you some access, Like but a cloak. Not all access. It was okay. like a cloak, so I couldn't see the whole thing potentially. Yeah. But I was literally the first time I saw it I was legitimately scared like I put my hands up over my head and I ducked down cuz you cause thought I'm, it was a big bug. I'm scared right. of I'm scared of bees a little bit you guys yeah. and wasps especially and I saw these I did see legs. That's why okay. this is what it is. The first time I saw it there was legs hanging down so I thought it was a wasp and but it was huge. So it scared me so bad cuz I'm like this is a Jumanji style wasp. Like you remember those mosquitoes on Jumanji yeah. that were poke, pricking into the windshield? It was that size, well, and I got scared. Well, I was we're like, swimming, what is this? and we we see these. like, You know, we swim at our mom's house, and she, they have a pool and stuff. And dragonflies start mm-hmm. flying, and you, you know, dragonflies are not going to bite you. They're not scary but necessarily, they you. but they do, and and you get scared, you know, because they're kind of big, you know. But this is bigger, this a little bit bigger than that, bigger than that, yeah. And it's flying super nonchalant, but it was like really close to my head. Jeez. So I just like did this weird juke with my hands up in the air, and I ducked down a little bit. And then I look back. I think that's why I couldn't see where it landed because I put my head down to kind of duck down. The second time when I was at Wheeler Farm, I didn't duck down, but I didn't see where it went. It's like it didn't let me see where it went. I want to ask, did you get any kind of like um, premonition of uh, a thought or some mind speak? vibes like you know maybe a thought came into your mind of some there was no malicious nothing like that right no malicious intent so I don't know how to describe that but it was like I'm just here so do you think this thing was flesh and blood or do you think it was something else it moves like it's robotic in some way because it was a complete straight line it wasn't like up and down bobbin weaving like you'd see like a normal flying creature right it was completely like almost like like it was was controlled like a drone like it was like a string or something yeah yeah. And but it did fly like it was noticing that this is the thing I didn't explain to you, but it looked like it was noticing me, but it didn't care. So I don't know how to describe that, but it just like that looked sounds at me a lot like Bigfoot experiences that we hear all the time where it's like some like the Bigfoot notices the person is noticing them. But it was chill. But it's like, hey, you know, this this person's not gonna like raise a fuss and you know. Yeah. I'll let it happen right now. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was exactly that. And that was or both it was meant times. to be for you, maybe. Well, with it being within nine months, and I can tell you this, like, you know, I'm single, I'm living life, but I'm living life for myself and stuff. And there was like the monotonous thing going on. And so it didn't really like mind speak anything to me. But when I saw that, I was like, wow, this is hitting something that's not reality to me. And I don't know what this is. So it made me think about reality, if that makes sense. Just like what we used to do when we ghost hunt, it made me think about, uh, should I keep living? It's like, Life is precious and life is short because I can see there's all this other stuff going on. You know what's funny is every time we have Jaren, so when I say we, I mean my cousin Sean who's been on some of our episodes. The three of us when we get together, especially when we have Jaren involved, whether it's just me and Jaren or Sean and Jaren or all three of us. It's like Jaren has some kind of physical connection that we don't have. And and the reason I say physical is there's a physical component to it. That Jaren is more tied to. And I, and I think when I say physical, I mean cryptid, um, actual animal. It's like when me and Jaren are together, I have a story for that. Jaren and I were um, looking for a treasure that was buried out in here in Utah. Yeah, and it was, was so a, much fun. It was fun. A, it was fun. Um, and we were trying to find the treasure. And Jaren and I was like, hey, we'll, we'll go try to look at the messages and try to find this treasure. And it was so random. You guys, it was $10,000. Yeah. So I was like, I, I got this bug. Like, I'm going to treasure hunt. And I told Roman, I said, Hey, Roman, I know that I can solve this. And it was this cryptic message. And I'm like, look, this makes sense. This makes sense. This makes sense. He's like... You're right. It makes sense, and it did. It so did. we went and tried and to find it, and we found it. actual you know things that corresponded with that and stuff. But the coolest thing was all of a sudden we look up and and we see this big buck, right? Massive and, deer, and, and that's not rare, but at the same time it is kind of rare. And this thing was sitting up. It, this buck was up there, and up on and, the hill, and, and we we're the first people to see it. And it was up on this hill, far away. I'm like, dude, it has this massive rack, and I'm like, dude, that's a beautiful. Didn't creature. it remind you of Bambi when it the did. when the dad yeah. is like looking at him from afar? Yeah, but but Jaron has this way like when we go you know investigate things like where and so there was another time where you know we we're a little bit younger and um we started smelling this like you know skunk smell they always say mm-hmm. this was up in clear creek clear creek. Near, yep. near schofield, schofield. We, had we had a whole Utah. episode in schofield and you guys should go watch that or listen mine disaster 500 yeah. people died blah 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 yeah but You know, we could smell the smell and then we could see this like kind of trail um, that was like a natural trail from animals and stuff. We couldn't see prints and stuff, but it looked like some animals were walking it and stuff. And the smell was so prominent where it's like, oh, it's like the Bigfoot smell that you hear all the time. We didn't see anything that time. But then Jaren had his own experience with um, like a Bigfoot that he saw near Logan. We talked Logan about that Utah. too. Yep. Yeah, so listen to all our episodes because we talk about all this. But I don't know what Sixth it is. Sixth Sense or something? Yeah, Sixth Sense with like, uh, cryptids and natural creatures. which I, They may be natural. Sounds like they are. The I can attribute it to this. If, if that's the case, it's because of this. It's because I don't want it. Maybe. So I'm nervous about it. I'm more fearful than Roman and Sean, my cousin and my brother here. And I never... Like, when we used to ghost hunt, I would always be the last one. Like, I'm out of here. I don't want to be involved in this. I don't want to, like, ask questions. Yeah. I don't want to invite anything into my house or anything like that. Obviously, we lived at home with our parents at the time. But it was one of those things, like, I just never felt comfortable doing that stuff. And I think maybe they sense that. Like, I really don't want to push them into any corner, if that makes sense. And so there's a chance that that's what it is. I don't know. I'd love to ask that question one day. I know. And who knows if these things are actually connected, but, you know... Um, There was one other person that we knew that was uh, close to our family. Um, She had an experience with a um, professor who went actually to England. Is this on their ferry side? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And he was doing all these studies and stuff. And, you know, he had this experience where he was, you know, kind of sitting by the, you know, the forest and stuff. And all of a sudden this buzzing sound happened like a bee. You think a bee's coming up to you and stuff. And he looks over and this thing like flies up to him right in his face. And all of a sudden he sees like facial features, you know, almost like human facial features. And it goes, (gasps) gets all scared, you know. He gasps. Yeah, it gasps. And he's like, Oh my gosh. Like jumped back that? almost. And he all of a sudden he it registered in his brain. He's like, dude, that was like human ish. You know, Something was looking at me, yeah, jumped something back flew and flew at scared. me and it had this humanistic kind of face, not a bug, but kind of humanistic face and flew off. Like almost like, Oh, you're not supposed to see me kind of thing. And this was a professor, similar to the John Hyde And it's in England. Yeah. It's England. Same, probably same area, you know. And that's wow. where I think a lot of these uh fairy legends come from is England originally, you mm-hmm. know. It's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, the thing that I find interesting about that, because this is probably, I think, the second time I've heard this, but I really want to ask those questions, like, what did the facial features look like? Was it, did it have hair? Did it have blue eyes, green eyes? Could you tell what it looked like? Did it have black eyes? Did yeah. it have a small mouth? Like, it's weird, but definitely well, he said I could see a gasp. Yeah, you know? expe- well, total facial fe- features, like, oh, my gosh, you're not supposed to see me kind of vibe. So it had that surprise yeah, face, Yeah, that surprise but, but your experience is amazing because it's like this fish looking thing. But all of a sudden you're like, you know, it's just way different. It doesn't have humanistic features where it has like arms and legs. But you did say legs were kind yeah. of hanging down. The first time I had legs. Bit. This yeah. is the thing. Hindsight now, now that I'm thinking about it, because it's been a year and a half or so. Yeah. I'm thinking about those sightings I had. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe it was like a protective shell. Like maybe it was like um maybe a suit, was- like an Iron Man suit. That's wearing or the screen t- memory or clothing. I mean, yeah. they could definitely wear clothing. They always talk about that. Where it's like using like, you know, I always think of like um, the shell of like a like a you know nut, nut shells and stuff. You could use those as like, yeah, yeah maybe armor it's and using stuff. cloaked armor. Right. Right. To hide its identity. Yeah. And that's why or I feathers. could tell it was noticing me, but there wasn't a lot of facial features I could see or anything. Maybe it was wearing a, like Ant-Man, the yeah. Marvel character. There's like a costume it's wearing of some sort. Yeah. With the tail, which is something that's flying. Maybe there's a drone type thing that it uses to fly. I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely something strange. So with that said, what are your thoughts? Like, are these things spiritual, physical? Are they real and they're not real? What are your thoughts? You, you personally, what do Almost you think? Almost everything that's... Supernatural or mythological Bigfoot, aliens, fairies, little people, all this stuff, right? Yeah. Because they're in and out, I really believe they're in and out. I don't know how to yes. describe it other than that, that. Exactly. They're not flesh. They are when you see they're them. They're not of this dimension, exactly. But I don't think they're completely flesh. I think there's a spiritual battle going yes. on that they're able to go in and out of both, whatever it is, two yeah. universes uh, in turn between our universe. If there's something going on. But what's their point being here? Is it to influence us somehow? It could be influence. It could be to register availability of ore or food or things that are on Earth that they don't have anymore. Right, yeah. It's like a Fallout type vibe, maybe like a Matrix. Yeah, apocalyptic. Honestly, I would literally, literally think because when I tried to find where those two beings went, I couldn't find them. Yeah. And they were just gone. And then you find these Bigfoot stories where there's tracks and then they're just gone. Yeah. It's like, what is that? Yeah, that happens a lot. Like, it happened at um, we're from Utah and Skinwalker Ranch. There was the um, the the wolf prints that oh, yeah. just stopped. Remember, they went they went for a distance and just stopped. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what happened? You know, the one that attacked the um, llamas in that cage, right? And that was if crazy you watch too. that super. If you watch the Skinwalker Ranch videos, yeah. And then all of a sudden it just disappears. Like yes. how did it get out of the cage? How did it disappear? No one no, They can't explain yeah. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's it's that kind of vibe. But So yeah. I, I do think that a lot of people potentially could be off base by saying it's just flesh and blood. There's something else going on. Yeah. I don't want to say they're just supernatural either because I do think that they eat. And there's so many experiences where you hear things eating or making tents to sleep or huts to sleep in or well, breaking especially, branches especially or with bigfoot and dogman yeah and, and that's why i think both of those uh dogman especially is more spiritual i think but at the same time it's eating all the time so we just can't like, be naive to say either or definitely at this point. definitely sasquatch is is eating and trying to live you know in a physical sense yeah so it's got to be physically real somehow you know, it's like, look, it's a physiological body, and it's 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 half in the atmosphere and half out. Jordan Peterson. You never could say either or. Yeah. I'm so glad funny. you finally came on the show. I, I like to we be here. We have a here. lot of it's questions for you. Supernatural. It's supernatural. Uh, it's very intriguing, if I can say that. <laughs> oh, my. But, no, for real, like, you know, and... Um, you know fairies they're probably disclosed and and discouraged and and looked down upon by most scholars and scientific people but for me i'm like that one guy you know he had those photos john hyatt mm-hmm. and they're really significant they're great photos and and i think there's something to them and then also my brother had those experiences so i'm like you can't disclose everything you can't you, I don't, you can't you can't say that nothing is is happening you have to kind of keep an open mind i don't know, you know? how to Really say this, other yeah. than I appreciate openness, and yeah. yep. I wish everybody would believe these situations that I've gone that I've gone through, that others have gone gone through. And I can just say this, right? We're I, I can say we're safe to say that both of us are very open to people's stories and we will not deny or question we just want to hear what's going on because literally we've had these experiences too and so let's let's try to figure out this i mean i've noticed the status of openness in people's minds are way more intriguing and way more open than they've had in the past over the last five or six years so Let's just be open. Let's figure yeah. this out. Let's just keep going, you know? Yeah, and um, with that said, you know, we do. We want to hear your stories, so please send us your stories at supernaturalstation5 at gmail.com or at um, Instagram at supernaturalstationpodcast or Facebook. Uh, we we want to hear from you for sure, so definitely send your stories. And you know what's kind of cool is like the fact that you guys listen to us ramble like this on and on over the weekend. It's nice because we just hacked into all your bank accounts. We just got... <laughs> At least a dollar from each of you that listen. So we're getting wealthy from this. So I really appreciate you guys listening. And the longer you listen, the more we hack. So this is great. I wish. Work. I wish. No, I don't wish. That's horrible. yeah right. That's horrible. I'm uh, playing, you guys. Yeah, we're just playing. We're, you know, we're just thankful for your listenership. And um, thank you for listening for sure. All right, y'all. This is going to do it for Supernatural Station. I just want to say two things it's the weekend. Raise your glasses. Enjoy it. Cheers to all of you listening in. You could hear that cheer right there. And we just appreciate you guys. I mean, we have a hundred followers at this point. We want to continue to help you guys um, listen to things that are just not the same as monotonous, not the same as the basics, right? And if you guys have a story, please share it to us. We really want to hear. And we want to, if you're willing to allow, allow us to share it, we want to share it too. So and also, please come on. You know, let's let's uh, let's do a call. We'd we be, be willing to do live videos. Yeah, let's talk live conversations. Um, we just appreciate you guys. And again, make sure you guys have your ticket to the Supernatural Supernatural Station. Station. If you're needing to travel, this is the best way. It also will allow you to go in between dimensions. You may not know the destination, but make sure you have your ticket to the Supernatural Station. Your soul is mine! (laughs) (laughs) That was Shang Tsung, my bad. Yeah, that was good, though. Thank you so much, and definitely stay tuned to the next episode of Supernatural Station. We appreciate you guys. Take care. Take care.